0: Welcome to the Reclaim Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Avery, a certified nutrition and fitness coach, a master coach in NLP that specializes in behavior health. This podcast is all about reclaiming your power over food, your body, and your life with confidence. On the podcast, we talk about binge and emotional eating, mindset and habit change, body acceptance, and female empowerment. So, If you've had enough of feeling like you're just surviving and ready to thrive in self-love and acceptance, then let's get started. Hello, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Reclaim Your Power. Today's episode is something that I am bringing to light because I have clients that are just in awe of Time. Um, And so I'm just going to dive right in because, you know, why stall? (laughs) So, anyways, this the topic of uh, principles of productivity is it comes from a place because most um, the most common used phrase I hear from clients is I don't have time or I'm too busy. How can I find time? And I know life can get busy, but I also know that we make time for things that are important to us and we waste time in the moments we know we need to be proactive, but instead do things like scroll social media or, you know, watch Netflix or, you know, go shopping or something around the internet because it's easier than working on what you need to work on. And so um, that's why... It's an excuse of, I don't have time. And I say that harshly. I say that with love that you are making an excuse because there is time. You have time to do the things that you want to do. Go get your nails done. Go get your hair done. Go out to eat. Go pick up food, right? You have time to do those. And um, one of the things that I, that uh, that are argued is, well, yeah, because I have to, I have to eat. I have to go to the grocery store and do that. I, you know, that's a non-negotiable. I have to go get my hair done and my nails done. And I would not disagree at all. In fact, I will tell you, I agree. But do you not also have to try to get to your goals of, you know, whatever your goals may be to end your struggle with binge eating? to lose weight naturally, to feel confident in your skin, right? You can go get your nails done, but you can also commit to meal planning and in, and including those um, treats that you like in every meal because that is the work you need to do in order to end your struggle with binge eating, right? Right? but you don't want to because you it's easier to, to not eat. It's easier to say, oh, there's no food in the house. It's easier to say, I was too tired. It's easier to say, there's just not enough time because the kids, it's, it's just so much more easier to have these other things. But the number one excuse is always time. And time is our most important asset, right? It's the great equalizer, the ticking clock that none of us can escape. Alice Walker said, time moves slowly, but passes quickly. We must do what we can to preserve what we have available. And I think that's so powerful because time does move so slowly, but with a blink of an eye, it's over, right? Time goes by, it passes by so quickly. So you have to do what you need to do to preserve what you have available. And by that little phrase, preserve what we have available means what are we going to do with that time? How are we going to utilize that time so that we can be productive and do the things that we need to do and achieve so that we can be successful in all areas of our life? So um, if you ever worked with me, I have my six principles of progress. Um, It's slightly different from... um, the six principles of productivity and if you don't know about the six principles of progress you can always hit me up on instagram and say six principles of progress and i will send it to you but the six principles for focused productivity are six essential steps that will help you move forward not only in your health but your overall life because again it's that, that's, that essence of time, that there's just no time to do anything, regardless of it being health-related goals. Um, it's just in life in general. Oh, I didn't have time to, to call you back, right? I didn't have time to make that appointment today. So the six principles, what are they? To maximize that sweet, precious time that we all have but don't use accordingly, Number one is focus on what you can control. This is the big one, right? Because I think a lot of people, at least a lot of my clients, when I ask, you know, well, why didn't you have time? Right? And it's usually external factors that determine why there was no time. Right? So-and-so called. So-and-so needed my help. So-and-so asked me to do this. I had to go do that. I had, I had, I had, right? And my thing is this so and so could have called, or you quote unquote had to do this, but don't waste energy worrying about things that you can't change, right? So and so called and needed my help, right? You can't change the problem, you can't help the problem. Whatever external factor is going on, if it's out of your control, then why put all your energy into it? And here's what I mean. I'm not saying don't go help your friend, but I'm saying your friend called because, you know, she's brokenhearted. Okay, cool. So she called. You were there for her. Great, right? But focus on what you can control, You can control the conversation, you can control what it is you need to do to help her, and then you can move on with your life. Instead of, right, she was heartbroken, so I I had to go over there to help her. I had to go, you know, we had to go out for drinks. Like that's that's one that I, I feel like I hear a lot, oddly enough, is that, you know, someone was in dire need, so you had to talk to them, you had to go over there, you had to go out to dinner, you had to go out for drinks, right? You didn't have to do anything, right? You That energy, you can't change what happened. You physically cannot change the relationship to get it back together. That's between your friend and and who they broke up with or who broke up with them right? You can't change any other person's dynamic in life. You cannot change anybody's thoughts, feelings, or actions besides your own. And when you put too much energy into someone else's or something else, it's just another way of procrastinating and saying, this was more important than insert whatever your goal was, right? So focus on what you need and what you can control, because when you do that, you're able to remove yourself from those external factors that, again, have nothing really to do with you outside of what it is you can control. So that's the first thing. The second one, and I use this a lot, is to use a timer to keep your focus. Another big one that I've heard is, you know, I, I just can't seem to, to get it done. Like there's not enough, there's not enough time. Well, if you use a timer, right, a visual timer, right, on your phone, uh, on your microwave, you set the timer. It's a great way to see time represented because I think when we go into doing things, right, we, we feel like it's, it takes so much time to do. But when we can really sit down and say, I'm allowing 20 minutes to clean up, I'm allowing 20 minutes to go for a walk, I'm allowing one hour to meal prep, right? When we set that timer and we stay focused, right, it's a reminder to you that you've dedicated this amount of time to a single task. And that's the beauty of setting the actual timer. I tell clients all the time, right? schedule it in, what time you're gonna do it and for how long, they're like, okay, I'm doing it at 10 o'clock for 25 minutes, this is what I'm gonna do, cool. They comes around for a check-in, did you do it? I didn't have the time, but you did. The problem is when it comes to setting goals or when it comes to a task, we don't fully, and it sounds like I'm gonna repeat myself, but we don't fully immerse ourselves in that task. It's a different scenario when you set a timer and you do a task. There's something in the brain, your brain starts to think, okay, timer is set, go. It's almost like a challenge for the brain to say, I have 60 seconds to get this done, or 60 minutes to get this meal prep done, right? Versus you going, oh, I got a meal prep. It's gonna be, it's gonna take me so long. You see the energy, how it's different, right? One energy is like, okay, I have 60 minutes setting the clock. Go versus, oh, my God, I got a meal prep. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's going to take forever. I'm be in the kitchen for two hours, right? Scenario one, you're like, gung ho, let's frickin do this. Scenario two, you're like, nope, I'm out, not doing it. But when someone asks me, I'm going to say I don't have time because in your brain, you don't have time because in your brain, you've just said you had to do this for two hours. When really, it could have taken you, it could have, it, it could take two hours if that's what you're setting your time to do. But if you set a timer for 45 minutes, you do all you can do in 45 minutes and you're out, you're done. That's how long meal prep took, 45 minutes. Right. So if you use a timer, it really does keep your focus and it creates a different energy around the task that you're doing. Number three seems, seems like it's, you know, no brainer, keep your goals in mind, right? And the reason why I say this is because it it's easy to get so deep in the weeds, so deep in the woods that you forget what you're even working for in the first place. And this is one of the things where when it, especially when I worked solely with weight loss, right? There were so many other things that have to go into weight loss, right? You have these goals, you have these many goals, and you have, to, you have to work towards it, but there's so much information coming in, right? So if we're working on ending the, your struggle with binge eating and having that successful natural weight loss, you can only, your focus, right? Your goal in mind is to, number one, let's just end the binge eating. Let's stop being able to, to do this. Let's get off the diet roller coaster. Let's stop feeding into the bullshit that we're seeing on social media about the best way to to end binge eating when really most of the ways out there perpetuate it, but right. And so it's so easy to get deep in those weeds that you lose sight of what your real goal is, especially if you have a laid out plan for you, right? So if you're working with me and I give you a plan, but you're off to the side, you know, surfing internets and looking at magazines, it's so easy. It's so easy to get deep in those weeds that you forget what you're even working for. So visual reminders of your goals are a bonus, right? Our brain likes to see things. So if you are on this mission for weight loss, a visual reminder is, you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm going to get there right? That's a visual reminder. You can post that somewhere on your mirror in the morning, right? Every time you go to the bathroom, if there's a specific bathroom you use throughout the day, rather than going to like your master suite bathroom, put it in that, on on that mirror, right? My goal is, my, my goal is achievable and it's reachable as long as I do the work. Instant visual reminder. Oh yeah, I have a goal, right? I have sticky notes, 3D sticky notes all over my house with reminders of things that I'm trying to achieve with, with my life and my goals. So keep your goals in mind because it's very easy to, to derail, very easy, easy to derail, especially with everything going on in, in our lives and in this world right now. It's very easy to get derailed. And if you have something like your beacon to bring you back to your reality, you'll you're, you're more likely to be successful. Another good way to keep it uh, your goal in your mind is uh, or visible is on your phone, right? Just set a a reminder at certain times of the day, maybe like two random times, just set it up that goes off and says, you know, whatever it needs to say. But you want to keep your goals in mind and the visual reminders are a huge bonus. Number four is track your progress and celebrate it. I've said this so many times on so many different episodes about so many different things, but The most effective form of motivation is progress. And when we can see forward momentum, we have an innate desire to continue moving forward. Make a big fucking deal about it. I think I just talked about this in the last podcast, right? Make a big deal about any little milestone that you have made to continue that possible reinforcement. And the reason, again, for this, I can't stress it enough, and this is like the bread and butter of how you make changes is by celebrating the littlest fucking thing. You have to celebrate it because, again, it rewires and repatterns the brain to say, oh, that's good. Let's do more of this, Right. It sends off natural dopamine, right? It's almost like, so say you're a drug, or say you decided to do cocaine. Let's just put that out there, right? Cocaine works on the dopamine, which is a, the pleasure and reward system, right? This is how drug addiction works. This is, this is exactly how drug addiction works. You do a drug, especially if it's an upper, it sends dopamine throughout the brain the pleasure reward synopsis ignite, they start to flash, they wire together, and in your brain's a fucking party that says, yes, this is fucking great, exciting, let's do more of it. This is exactly how drug addiction works, because that first hit, that's what your brain is doing. It says, yes, let's do more of that. So then what do you do when you start to feel down and out again, right? you, Your habit, the pattern, the routine – because your brain was like, yes, let's do more of that. And you might've even been like, yeah, that was fucking cool, I didn't feel anything. Let's do more of that. So you have to do more of that drug. And the sad part of this analogy, this metaphor, but it's so true, is that you you have to do more, but you physically have to do more because there's nothing like that first high right that first high as you've heard it before you're chasing that high and you can never get that high back and that's why drug addiction happens but i digress so far but my point is you have to celebrate it because celebrating celebrating it is like giving your brain a natural drug that is your brain's drug saying yes let's do more of it that was fucking awesome it we did good let's keep doing more good again The bread and butter of how you can be successful at every single one of your goals if you just celebrate every little thing, every little thing that you do, because it compounds and it adds up, right? Prime example today, while I'm recording this, I had planned on doing a workout and then I planned on not doing a workout because I got zero sleep. I happened to be in my basement doing something. I looked over at the Peloton and I jumped on it for 15 minutes. And when I got done, I was like, that was fucking awesome. Let's do more of it. Like, I wanted to actually continue my ride. I wanted to hop back on it, but I have things to do, and 15 minutes was great. So, you see what I'm saying? Like, you celebrate it. You celebrate the fact that. You drank five glasses of water today when typically you only drink one. That's a big deal, right? That's a huge deal, especially when you're trying to change your water habit. That's a huge deal. So when you make a big deal about important milestones, it continues that positive reinforcement in your brain first and foremost, but within yourself too, right? So get excited, get excited, celebrate it. I can go on and on about number four. Um, number five, be patient with yourself and with others. Remember that others may not be on the same path as you and change is hard. So I say this because something that comes up a lot with clients is, you know, when you're on a path of change, other people cannot relate to it a lot. And so there might be negativity from other people, right? Um, I know for me, prime example, when I was not eating like I used to when I was binge eating and when it was associated with like going out and partying and drinking, right? Well, I'll use drinking actually. When I was going through my my change of drinking, when I just stopped binge drinking, um, a lot of my friends didn't get it. Why aren't you drinking? Oh, You know i got all kinds of like snide remarks like oh why aren't you drinking oh you think you're too good to drink oh now or oh aaron's not drinking so we better behave ourselves like like stupid things like that you know um because they're not on the same page as me right i was going through this thing of my own my own path my own journey of why i wanted to stop drinking and change is hard it's hard for the person That's going through the change, right? So it was hard for me when I stopped drinking because here I am wanting to be out with my friends who are drinking. And now they're like putting me down for not drinking. So I'm going through this struggle, but I have to stay true to myself. So I don't drink, right? And it's hard for them because they feel, right? They feel like they're losing that, the Aaron, right? But speaking, to the masses, they those other people feel like they're losing you, who they knew as the drinker or as the binge eater or as you know the, the girl that goes out and finishes their plate. And then the second you just like order half of what you've ever ordered before and you don't finish it. And they're like, why are you eating the plate? Oh, you're on another diet. Oh, you're too good to eat. Oh, you think you're cute. Things like that, right? It's hard because they've identified, you had this identity as this person, they identified you as this person, and now you're breaking away from that identity, but they still see you as the old identity, and it doesn't compute, right? And I hope that makes sense. I hope that whole scenario made sense, right? It just, again, it boils down to when you change the change is not only hard for you, but it's hard for other people, but you have to stay true to yourself. Don't allow yourself to get discouraged around those other people. Don't allow yourself to get to let those comments from other people um, discourage you, especially when your progress starts to get slow, right? Because we all know, especially when it comes to weight loss, right? It's a slow progress, but if you are doing right your program you're eating um the way that you feel like you need to eat in order to lose weight right it's it takes change and that and especially if you are binge eating and you're trying to make that change progress is slow and then having those remarks from other people when you're still trying to to live your life the way you lived it before minus the eating right? The overeating, the progress can be slow and those remarks can get, they can make you feel, and this is from experience, they can make you feel um, a certain way to where you're like, you know what, screw it. I'll just start next week. And then you overeat. So don't get discouraged. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Allow yourself time to build momentum. And last but not least is just take care of yourself. This one is just simple, plain and simple. Don't overlook it. You know, if you don't look after your body and your mind and your spirit, none of the other principles will matter, right? So make a good commitment to good self-care. And I want to make a caveat about self-care. Self-care isn't just going to get your nails done and going to get your hair done, right? That's great. I want you to do that. Self-care is going to get your hair and nails done and not being on your phone on social media, not thinking about you know, all the thousand things you have to do. Self-care is being present for yourself in that moment. That's all self-care is. You know, it's not facial masks. It's not um, those little materialistic things or or things at all. It's being present for yourself in that moment. And that's something that um, a lot of people look over when they they do self-care. They think it's just, oh, I got my nails done, but I was also on my phone. I was working. I do it too. I'm not going to lie, right? Full transparency. I'll go get my nails done and I'll be on social media because that's part of my job and I'll be working. That's not taking care of my mind. That's not taking care of my body. That's not taking care of my mental health, right? That self-care should just be me in the chair, closed eyes, relaxed, getting a pedicure, you know talking to my to my manicurist about her what is she doing right taking removing myself from my reality that's what it's about when you get your hair and nails done self-care is also again being in that present moment with the self is journaling it's scheduling your week right and how is this you know well you just said don't think about things no when you are taking that time to really and truly schedule out your week, that's self-care because now you can go into next week not feeling chaotic, right? You don't go into next week feeling like, what the hell am I doing, right? You're not just surviving day to day to day because on Sunday you took self-care Sunday and you planned out your week. That is self-care. That's making sure that you are taking care of From a physical, mental, and emotional standpoint, right? You schedule in your workouts, you schedule in doctor's appointments, you schedule, you know, what days and what times you have things that you have to do. So then when Monday morning rolls around, you're not frantic, right? You can even sleep in because you're like, oh, I know what I got to do today. I don't have to like get up and try to figure it out. I know what I got to do, right? That is what true self-care is. So going back over them, the six principles, focus on what you can control, use a timer to keep your focus, keep your goals in mind, visual reminders of your goals are a bonus, track your progress and celebrate it, be patient with yourself and with others, and last but not least, take care of yourself, because if you don't do this, numbers one through five don't matter at all. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um please share this on your um, Instagram and, you know, kind of tell me that you listened to it. And one of the steps that stuck out to you, and if you share this and you tag me, I will reach out to you and I will um, hook up with you with a 30 minute free coach discovery call. All right, you guys enjoy your week and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys, did you enjoy today's topic? If something in this episode resonated with you, I would love it if you would share it on your social media. The more people that get a chance to listen means the more people I get to help. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode.